Welcome to the Worship Atmosphere Podcast, episode number five, Anointing, Blessing, and Talent. Yes, anointing, blessing, and talent, sometimes they get uh, confused and blurred together, and it's hard to know which is which and and uh, which do you have, but today we're going to dive deep and talk about anointing, blessing, and talent. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm Troy King. And I know that ministry is a tremendous blessing, but it's also challenging and sometimes lonely. I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. Together, we'll explore the mindset and heart set of ministry so that you can nurture a worship atmosphere in your church where people can encounter God and worship Him freely. This is the Worship Atmosphere Podcast. Welcome back to the Worship Atmosphere Podcast. I'm your host, Troy King. Uh, just to remind you, please give this video a like and share it. Consider subscribing to the channel and visit worshipatmosphere.com if you want to listen to the show via MP3 or subscribe via iTunes. So today we're talking about anointing, blessing, and talent because sometimes these things can be hard to keep separated in our minds, and we need to understand the difference between them in our ministry so that uh, we don't find ourselves wandering astray from what the Lord has really called us to do. So oftentimes, you've probably heard in Hollywood the triple threat, right? If you can sing, if you can dance, and if you can act, you're a, a triple threat. There's pretty much nothing that you can't do. You can start a musical. You can go start a band. You can be on Broadway. You can do all sorts of things because you're a triple threat. Now, in ministry, uh, a triple threat would be if you're anointed, if you're blessed, and you're talented. Now, my goodness, how does this all work, right? How do we know what the difference is between the three? So, Talent, when you have talent, right? You, you, there, there are lots of people uh, who, who are talented just out of their own abilities, right? They're, they're, they're talented teachers or speakers or preachers or singers, and it's not necessarily God-given. I mean, all that we have and are is a gift from God, but sometimes people are just talented right out of the box. And talent, as we can see in our culture, when you have inherent ability, you find favor with man, right? Again, going back to the, the Hollywood triple threat analogy, if you can sing and, and act and dance, then uh, people are going to, producers are going to seek you out for their their musical, their show, their whatever it is they're working on, they're going to seek you out. When you have, uh, I mean, whenever I've gone to a concert and uh, and the singer hits that high note and they, they just really launch into it, people are up on their feet and they're clapping and they're going crazy. Uh, my wife and I love to go to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra and when they really get into the, the, the violinist or the electric guitar players playing an amazing solo. People are on their feet and they're, hoot, they're hooting and hollering. And, uh, you know, talent can get you favor with man because people appreciate the fact that you can do something that they probably cannot. Or maybe it would take them years and years to do what you were able to do within a weekend. Um, 
So that's that's talent, right? Just physical talent born out of your own ability. Uh, anointed, however, is purposed by God. Robert Bergen, the New American Commentary, pointed out that an anointing in the Bible signifies that God was staking a claim, which I thought was interesting, right? So when when you're anointed, and that can mean some very specific things, you may be anointed for a particular season, okay? It could be for a service, it could be for a day, it could be for a week, maybe, maybe you're working on a project and that project is anointed and you are anointed to do that project, but when the project is over, uh, that, that's it, you're done. You know, the purpose has been fulfilled, but God anointed you for that purpose. And we'll see an example of that in just a little bit. Blessing is when you have favor with God. So look at the Israelites while they were uh, just out of Egypt and they needed something to eat, right? They and, and they were traveling through the wilderness God blessed them with food from above. He blessed their clothing that would never wear out, that their shoes would never wear out. They were blessed because they had favor with God. Um, they, When they were in their own land, when they conquered the land of Canaan, and they planted um, their, their crops, and they had an abundance, and they were prosperous because they had favor with with God, they were blessed. Now, just because you're anointed doesn't necessarily mean that you're hot stuff. Just because you're anointed doesn't necessarily mean that you have favor with God. When you're blessed, that is when you have favor of God, but not necessarily when you're anointed. And it's, an, it's important that we understand the difference. King Cyrus of Persia was anointed of the Lord. And here I've got... So King... So the, the Israelites have been in Egypt, or not Egypt, they've been in, uh, in Babylon, they're exiled for 70 years, and the Lord chooses King Cyrus of Persia, and this is uh, a nation that did not know the Lord, it did not love God, it did not serve him, it served all sorts of uh, false gods and idols and whatnot, and he was, as the as scripture says, he was anointed of the Lord to facilitate the return of of a remnant of Israel back to Jerusalem. As we find in Isaiah 45.1, this is what the Lord says to Cyrus, his anointed one, whose right hand he will empower. Before him, mighty kings will be paralyzed with fear. Their fortress gates will be opened, never to shut again. So look at that. King Cyrus of Persia, a, a nation that does not serve God, a nation that does not have a relationship with God, they are not blessed. But rather, King Cyrus his, is, an, is anointed. And this is why he's anointed. And why have I called you for this work? Why did I call you by name when you did not know me? Again, he had no relationship with God, but yet he was the Lord's anointed. It is for the sake of Jacob, my servant, Israel, my chosen one. Now, it's so important that we understand this, okay? 
you may have an anointing upon your life for a purpose ordained by God. But it does not necessarily mean that you have God's blessing or favor. You are simply the instrument that he has chosen for a specific need. A lot of people will let an anointing go to their head. They will think, boy, look at what God is doing through my ministry. This is clearly anointing. God must really be paying attention to me. God must really be looking on me with favor. And that may not necessarily be the case. You may simply be in the right place at the right time and you get to be used of God. But be careful that you don't let it go to your head and think that you're something that you're not. Talent now has a place. Your own talent can take you places. Your own abilities can move you from A to B. You can become a really good, and, and this happens all the time. Uh, there were back in the uh, uh, 90s preachers who were just uh, clearly used of God. And over time, they figured out through experience what things to say and do to push people's buttons to get them to respond, to get them to react. And as their ministry moved through the decade and into the 2000s, um, I, you can see that the anointing seems to go away. The blessing seems to go away. And now they're just relying on their own talent. They're relying on their own learned mechanisms to get the crowd to respond. And it looks like it's anointed, but it's not really. It's just their talent. It's just because they've identified how to, and, and maybe it's too harsh a word, but to manipulate the people into responding. But really what it comes down to is, is the power of God really there? There are also ministers that I've seen who are uh, clearly still being used of God, but they have turned their back on biblical doctrinal truth for whatever reason. For whatever reason. The, the enemy maybe whispered something into their ear and they took hold of it. I don't really know. But all I know is that there is foundational biblical doctrine. They turn their back on it, but God clearly still used them. But does that necessarily mean that minister has favor or blessing from God? No but they are still anointed because they are fulfilling a purpose. Now, when it comes to talent, you could be talented with singing. You can be talented by playing an instrument, leading worship, writing songs, preaching, teaching, witnessing. These talents could uh, really take you places. And sometimes it gets you favor with man. And we have to be sure that the things we are doing are anointed and blessing. I don't want to cast anointing in a negative light. I mean, if you are anointed to, 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 to do something, then praise God, hallelujah, keep doing it, but make sure that you have God's favor and blessing, that you are pleasing him by obeying him and doing the things that he has told you to do. Um, same with talent. You may have a, a, a talent, whether it's of yourself or perhaps God-given, but make sure that while you're exercising that talent that you have God's 
anointing and and favor and blessing because um, you want to be more than just a hammer. You want to be more than just an instrument or tool he's using for a specific purpose in that time frame. You want to be a friend of God. You want to be a servant, one that he says, all right, this is what we're going to do and I'm going to use you and it's going to be awesome and you're going to be blessed for humbling yourself and, uh, and, and doing all the things that I've told you to do. Now, sometimes it's easy to become worried about, well, uh, what if I do all these efforts and, and, and my, my efforts are not recognized? My, uh, the, my, my investment of time and energy and resources, what if they're not recognized by my pastor? They're not recognized by my, by my church's leadership. They're not recognized by uh, some other organization that could possibly uh, open doors for me so that I could uh, advance the ministry. So if you're worried about favor with man, I'm here to tell you, don't be. Don't be worried about the recognition and opening doors by man. Because it's God who does the door opening. It's God who does the elevation. If you keep God's favor, he will give you favor with man. Daniel, for example, purposed not to be um, defiled by living in Babylon. He, he didn't want to eat the king's food. So that's why he said, well, give us just the vegetables and water and, and see how we do. And, and he was blessed of God because he, he could have very easily said, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to do everything the chief tells me to do. I'm going to do what the king tells me to do because I want to find favor with them. But that wasn't the answer. The answer was to find favor with God first and do what God had said. And as a result, God opened the doors and God caused him to find uh, to be found favorable among men. Same with Joseph. Everything that he did, he did well, and he feared the Lord, and he found favor with Potiphar. If we look in uh, Genesis 39, 2 and 4, the Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did, and he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this, and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. Joseph was probably very skilled on his own, but Potiphar noticed that Joseph submitted to the Lord, and the Lord gave him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar. So he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. And we know the story from there, right? We, we know the account of what happened from there. Um, so it's so important that we make sure that we are pleasing God, that we are doing what God has asked us to do, and that we do it to the best of our abilities, though sometimes we fail. Sometimes we're uh, a dollar short and a day late, but you pick it back up and you keep going. You don't just say, well, I messed up this one whole thing, so I'm, I'm just going to throw the whole thing in the can. No, no, just realize you made a mistake, ask for forgiveness, and keep going and keep trusting in the Lord and he will open the doors when they need to be opened. Sometimes it takes a couple of years, right? Sometimes it takes time. When I was called into uh, leading worship, I, uh, I spent eight months just, it felt like twisting in the wind, but I was just preparing myself and doing the things that I 
uh, knew I needed to be doing. And at the right time, the Lord opened the doors. The Lord opened uh, what needed to be opened so that he could move me into that position at the right time. And sometimes it's not even about you. Sometimes the ministry that you're preparing for isn't ready yet. Sometimes the people that you're going to be ministering to aren't ready yet and you're waiting on them. Sometimes it's, well, Lord, maybe I'm not ready yet. Maybe you are ready, but the people you're going to be ministering to, maybe they're not ready yet, and God is waiting on some other timing thing. So you have to keep focused on being patient and making sure that you maintain your anointing and blessing with God. Now, sometimes when another person in our ministry uh, has talent or anointing or blessing, it's easy to become bitter as we, you know, sometimes it becomes kind of a competition. Well, this other person, they're really good at singing and they can get all those high notes and they can, they just have a beautiful voice and I don't have that. And, and uh, you just start to, uh, you know, just that, that, uh, you begin to covet their talent or covet their anointing. Um, I saw a meme once a long time ago, and it was a, of a person with a big, angry frown on their face. And the caption was, this is the greatest compliment you'll ever get from another musician. And it's so true. Having been a musician for many, many years, uh, I can tell you that when you see another from, you know, back in high school and college when I played saxophone, uh, you know, someone else would come in and they were just, they were nailing all the solos and they were playing really great. And it's like, oh, you did a great job, but man, I just, I, I covet that ability. And I do know what it feels like when someone else does a really great job and you're like, oh man, I wish I was that good. And I got to get back in the practice room. And But I, I have also heard plenty of cases where evangelists and preachers can become territorial. You know, these sorts of feelings can come into ministry even beyond just worship leading. But um, sometimes evangelists or preachers will will hamstring another a little bit because, well, hey, you know, I, I got to get out and preach too. This That's my territory. These are my churches that I visit. And how dare you come into my, my territory and take up my love offering? Uh, you know, I mean, so, sometimes you can butt heads even amongst other servants of God um, just because we're human. And sometimes we always want to be top dog. We always want to be the best. And someone else comes in and they got the triple threat going and we only got a double threat or a single threat. And it's like, man, uh, how do I get in on that? How do I either get ahead of them or cut them off at the knees and bring them down a peg so that I can step on them as I reach higher. No, my friends, that is not how we treat ministry. We are servants of the Most High God trying to reach the lost. How dare we step on the back of another to achieve a personal glory? All glory and honor belongs to God. Every single time you get a well done. Every time you get a great service or great song set, give that praise to God because he's the one who gave it to you to begin with. So give all glory, give all honor and all thanks to God and you will achieve his blessing and his anointing and even God-given talent that's beyond your own talent. So what is the solution? 
especially if you're in a, in a church where there's a lot of ministers or a large worship team, how do you prevent yourself from falling into a competitive spirit or a bitter spirit um, or a jealous spirit? Well, first of all, encourage others in ministry. That singer who just did a really awesome job and, and hit that note, tell him great job. That was really wonderful. Uh, you know, just you inspire me. Your your God-given talent has really encouraged me. Pray for them. Pray for others in ministry that the Lord would bless them in everything they do and expect God to bless them even more abundantly than God has already blessed you. Pray for it. Pray that the Lord would open doors for them and lift them up and exalt them because that's going to keep your heart humble. Now, if you're earnest, I'm not, I'm not saying just give lip service, okay? You got to mean it. You've got to pray earnestly. Yes, Lord, bless that individual and their efforts. Continue to anoint them. Continue to enable them because they may be blessing people that you cannot bless, right? They may have an audience that is leaning their way for whatever reason. You know, we all have a style, we all have a sound, we all have a personality, and uh, my style isn't for everybody. And so they may tune me out, but maybe the other guy or the other gal, maybe they listen to him or her more so than they would to me. So I got to pray for them that they will bless the people that I cannot reach. Because again, we are servants of the Most High God trying to reach a lost and dying world. So if a brother or a sister in ministry can help save a couple more souls, then pray for them, pray for them, pray for them earnestly that God would use them to open doors and open hearts to what he's trying to do. And then ask God to keep your heart right, to keep your heart pure. Because I guarantee sometimes your flesh is going to try to say, man, I want to feel, I want to feel jealous. I want to feel uh, competitive against that person. I want to feel this, that, or the other. And you got to just rebuke it in the name of Jesus. You got to pray, Lord, keep my heart pure. Keep my heart right. I give these feelings to you because I know they're not going to bless the ministry. They're not going to help the ministry. They're not going to do good things in the work that I'm trying to do. So God, you take it and you deal with it because I got to get back to work. I got to get back to doing what you asked me to do. Then God will open the right doors and elevate you. We've got Deuteronomy 21, uh, 28 and 1. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commandments that I am giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. Now, yes, this was to Israel. Okay, God had given them a bunch of commands, and he was saying, if you will keep the commands, I'll lift you up above all the other nations. But this is indicative of God's character. If you keep his commands, he will exalt you. He has demonstrated this in his word, in his revelation to us. So if we carefully keep his commands, he will lift us up. But again, when the time is right. And we need to remember that we are serving in ministry out of love. Because if we do that, then we get much more than elevation and favor with man. Jesus said this himself. 
in Luke 14, 21. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Now, here's what it comes down to. We are in ministry to reach the lost, to help others find Jesus. But really, at the center of everything we're doing, right? This isn't a hobby. This isn't something we're doing on the side because we're bored. We, we do this because we love Jesus, because we want others to know God the same way that we love him. And if we truly love God, then we are going to do the things that he has said. And even though those things are hard, even though sometimes we need, we need help from his Holy Spirit to, to help us overcome our own personal limitations and weaknesses, he understands all that. Um, but if we will do it out of love for Jesus, if we will keep our ministries focused around the love that we have for him, then he will reveal himself. He will love us and reveal himself to each of us. Now, I don't know about you, but you know, having favor with man is great and all. Having talent is great and all. But at the end of the day, I would have, I would rather have Jesus Christ, God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who said, let there be light, the one who hung on Calvary and said, it is finished, the one who stands at the end of time and says, I am making everything new. I would rather have him reveal himself to me. I would rather have his favor. I would rather have relationship. There is no door or favor with man on this earth that is more spectacular and more glorious than having a close, intimate, revelatory relationship with God Almighty. You could have dinner with the President of the United States. You could have uh, lunch with the most fabulous actor or singer of our day. It would never compare, even remotely, to one moment in the presence of God, experiencing him in the fullness of his glory and having that relationship. There's nothing greater than that. So if nothing else, serve and serve well so that he will reveal himself to you and you will have that deep and intimate relationship with our creator the one who loves us so much he was willing to hang on a cross and die for our sin. It's so important we understand that. And that needs to be the heartbeat of everything we do. We do it for Jesus. We do it for him because we love him, because we want more of him, and we desire him. And we may never get that big grand stage. We may never have that number one single on the radio. We may never have an audience of 10,000 that we get to preach or sing to. But if you are pleasing God, if you are putting a smile on his face and he's revealing himself to you because he is pleased with what you're doing, then that is thanks enough. That is more and then enough of a reward. I hope and pray that this has given you some things to think about and helped position your heart 
and your mind in a better place. Maybe you're going through some strife with some uh, other people on your ministry team. Maybe there's some, some competitive stuff going on. Or maybe you realize that you are anointed, but you're not blessed. Let's spend some time fasting and, and praying, spending time with the Lord, reading his word. Thank you so much for watching. And, uh, you know, if you have anything to add to this conversation, feel free to drop them down below in the comments. I'd love to know your thoughts and your feelings about this. And uh, again, if you find this sort of content helpful, please give it a thumbs up, share it, and consider subscribing to the channel. And be sure to visit worshipatmosphere.com if you want to subscribe to the show's MP3. Uh, you can also subscribe through iTunes. But um, thank you so much for watching. God bless. We'll see you next time.